Good morning, Christ-Centered Nation. I hope you are good this morning. I'm so glad to be here and share the word with you. Last week, we talked a little bit about it's not too late. And I hope that that permeated your spirit and you were able to walk through this week and um, resurrect some of the dreams and the plans that, that God has for your life and that you were able to get some things recentered and recalibrated. So today, we talked about it's not too late, but now I want you to know God is enough. So we're gonna look at Psalm 46, verse one. Psalm 46, verse one, and it reads, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for your people. Thank you for your word. Lord, as I deliver this word on this morning, I ask that you would paint the pictures, that you would make it plain and clear, and that revelation will occur and lives will be transformed. We thank you for loving us and giving us your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God is enough. I don't know if you've ever been in trouble, and I rarely get in trouble because I was just, you know, I was a good kid. But there were times when I did get in trouble. And the times that I got in trouble, I was always very, very concerned um, about what would happen. And I was always looking for somebody to rescue me. And if nobody could rescue me, at least get in the midst of it with me. Um, I can remember, um, one of the worst whippings I ever got, and I didn't get a lot of them, but we were at the store and we were shopping at the grocery store. We were making groceries. Yes, I said it, making groceries. And that's what we do in New Orleans. And my parent, my mom, I was with my mom and my mom was shopping and she was had the shopping cart. So I separated from her and I was going around, it was around Easter time, and I was going around and I was punching holes in, I don't know if you've ever seen these um, bubblegum eggs, bubblegum Easter eggs, I used to love those things. And I was going around punching holes in them and just taking them out and eating them. Now we're at the store, the grocery store, so we hadn't purchased them or anything, but I didn't have any kind of concept at all of the fact that that didn't belong to me. I was just thinking it's in the store, we're in the store, I see my mom put stuff in the basket, why can't I eat it? So unbeknownst to me, as I was going around poking holes in all of the candy and chewing it, there was a store detective who was also there and who was following me around. And so we got up to the line and we got ready to check out and I'm not thinking anything of it. And all of a sudden this man appears. And when he appeared, he told my mama that I had been shoplifting and that I was stealing, that I had stolen the gum out of the, um, I was going around poking holes in the gum and I was, I, oh, <laughs> I was also taking them out the, uh, the little candy stand in the checkout line. I was, as a matter of fact, I had gum in my mouth when he came up. And he told her 
um, you know, brought me to the back and um, brought her to the back. And that was the worst thing ever. And I didn't get in trouble because I was with my mom and my mom was there and she was able to talk to him and she was able to explain to him that I really did not understand what I was doing and that um, that's not my normal behavior. That's not what I do. And she took me home. So I was like, oh, cool. My mom came to my rescue. Thank you so much, mom. I am so glad that you were here. But I have a father. And when I got home, the mother that was so nice and, and was my attorney with the detective at the store became the prosecutor when she was talking to my father. And she told my daddy I stole that gum. And I was going around stealing gum. And she couldn't believe I did that and how I embarrassed her. And my father gave me one of the worst whippings I've ever had in my life. I was in trouble, y'all. And I thought my mom was there to help. And she did help me because she didn't want me to, to, to be in trouble like with the law and go to jail. But at the appropriate time, she delivered me to my father who took care of me in a way that needed to be take I needed to be taken care of to make sure that that didn't happen in the future and trust me it never happened again when I walked by the gun my butt started hurting because I remember that butt whooping that my daddy gave me so I was in trouble so how many of you have ever been in trouble to the point where you're like I'm in this by myself there's nobody here to help me I don't know how I'm gonna get out of this this man got the belt up in the air and I know I'm getting ready to get it well, I came to tell you today that even in circumstances where you feel like you're not going to be able to get through it or you're in trouble and your back is up against the wall, God is our refuge. God, the true God, the supreme God is our refuge. And that word refuge, which, which, is, which I believe, I think is so cool, is it actually means that God is a place of trust. He is a home. He is shelter. He is a resting place. He is, it's storming outside, it's raining outside, it's pouring down outside, and you run and there's a, a bus stop if you're outside and, there, and there's a shelter. And that's who God is for you. He surrounds you and he protects you and he keeps you in those tight places. It's like this. And this really blessed me. When I was, um, this is a, um, a ring holder. Now, let me tell you why I need a ring holder. My wedding ring, for some reason... I just tend to lose it. Now, I'm not, not intentionally, not intentionally, but what tends to happen is um, I'll take it off because I need to wash dishes or if I'm in, at my mom's house I, in New Orleans, I might take it off and um, put it to the side and I'll forget to put it back on. I take it off at night and I never really know or remember where I put it. So in order to make sure, because I value this, I 
got a ring holder from my grandmother. And now I was like, I need somewhere that I can put this, a place where I can put this, where I know it's safe. I need a place to put this where I know I'll be able to come back to it and it'll still be there. I need a place to put it where I don't have to worry about its value. I don't have to worry about somebody taking it. I'll always know that it's safe. And that's my little ring box. So this is how it looks. And all I do at night, I take it off and I put it in here and I close it. So... If somebody knocks this on the floor, the ring is fine in the inside. And you can, you can hear it shaking in the inside. The ring is good. But if I was to drop this into the dishwater by mistake, this would go in, but the ring would be fine. So no matter what's going on on the outside, no matter what's happening to the container, to the to the the thing that's protecting the ring, the ring remains intact. The ring remains in a place where when I need to get back to it, I can find it. And that's what God is for us. God is like this ring holder. We can place, if we, we place ourselves inside of him, when life comes at us and begins to shake us around, we can climb into God, so to speak, and place ourselves inside of him, close up in him and just rest and allow him to take the impact, allow him to take the pressure. And we remain safe and protected in him. It's a place of trust. It's a, it's a, it's like a bank. Um, uh, when, when one of the one of the things that you create when you some of the things the instruments that you create when you are about to pat when you're thinking about passing away you might have let's say you have a lot of money and you want to leave that money to a younger child well a younger child if you passed away when they were 10 11 years old may not be in a position to be able to handle the amount of money that you've given them so you create an instrument or a container called a trust. And what the trust does is it shelters the money until the child is ready and able to handle it. So you don't have to worry about a 10 year old with $500,000 because it's in the trust. You don't have to worry about the 10 year old's mother getting a hold to the money and spending it before the 10 year old is ready because it's in the trust. You don't have to worry about something happening um, uh, to the money because you and, and it being destroyed because it's in the trust. It's in a place of shelter. It's in a place where it can be. It's safe. It's in a in a strong tower. That's what God is for us. We can go to him and know that everything's going to be okay when we're in trouble. And that word trouble in this scripture, like I was I was in trouble. It, that, that word trouble literally means tightness. So it was tight for me when I was in trouble with my dad because I was like, oh boy, I'm about to get it. And that's what this is saying. When you're in a tight space and you're feeling like, ooh, I don't know how I'm going to get out of this. 
you can go to your safe place, to your place of trust and have refuge and take refuge in God. Here's the challenge with sometimes what happens um, in our lives is that, and I haven't forgotten, we're talking about God is enough. We have to ask ourselves the question, do I really know that God is enough? Because when I'm in a tight space, I don't go get my look. I don't go to God. When I'm in a tight space, maybe you put the ring in your own pocket. Maybe when you're in a tight space, you go shopping. Maybe when you're in a tight space, you, you I don't know, use alcohol or you use some kind of substance. You use some kind of substitute. Some, maybe when you're in a tight space, you call your boy and you talk to him or maybe you talk to her or maybe you retreat within yourself when you're in a tight space. And so when you walk from the place or you walk in the idea that God is enough, you have to ask, your, ask yourself the question, is God enough? I, I say it on, I, I say it on Sunday. I, I say it to people because I, I know that's what I should say. But do I really deep down within believe that God is enough? Is he enough when the relationship doesn't work? Is he enough when the divorce is final? Is he enough when you're sad? Is he enough when your child isn't doing good in school? Is he enough when rent is due and you don't know how you're going to pay it? Is he enough when you've got to walk by faith because I, things are, you can't see the road ahead? Is he enough in those moments? How do we gauge that? How do we know if we truly are tapping into the enoughness of God? Here's the thing. You have to ask yourself the question, um, or, or let me say it like this, you have to determine whether God is a primary need in your life or if he has become a secondary need in your life. If you find yourself leaning more towards doing other things when you're in that tight space and you backed up against the wall, like, you know, when I was with my dad, probably like running, because that's what I should have did, I didn't. I running away, then what, I, what you would do in that, when, when you do that in that moment, instead of leaning into God, you begin to take it into your own hands and you begin to make decisions about how you are going to handle it as opposed to recognizing that you can go to your place of trust. You can go to God and let him be your refuge and get you through the process. So something to consider in trying to decide, you know, is God enough is think about what am I replacing God with in my life? Am I replacing God with anything in my life? Is God, um, is, God, am I, am I using something to fill a void when I should be using God to fill the void? Now, here's the question. This, in, this whole thing about voids. There is a place in you 
that is that's open that uh, is that is a black hole so to speak and a black hole is this phenomenon where things get sucked in um and it's just an open place and there are open places in you but some of those open places are created to be filled that the the thing is we fill them with the, with something other than god and god made us to be filled by him. I want you to think about it like this. Remember in the beginning, the earth was void and was without form. In order for the earth to no longer be void and for the chaos to come, be, to the voidness to no longer be void, God had to come on the scene. In order for things to be put in order, God had to come on the scene. So even from the very beginning of creation, when there was a void, it was God who came in and set it straight. So the challenge becomes when we use something else to try to fill a void that it was never meant to fill. It's like taking a, a square peg and putting it in a round hole. It will cover some parts, but there's still access for other stuff to get in. But when you use the right thing, to cover then you have full protection so God is our refuge and God is enough but but for us we have to realize that he's enough the next thing we have to realize is not only is he enough because he is our place of trust but he's enough because he is our strength and God being your strength is the idea that he he is the object or the substance Strength is the capacity of an object or a substance to withstand great force or pressure. I'm going to say that again. Strength is the capacity of an object or substance to withstand great force or pressure. So God is your, is your ability to withstand the pressures of life. God is your strength. He is your uh, your sustainer he gives you the ability to withstand um when you think about this idea of lifting weights it is the muscle it is the strength of the muscle it is the the ability of the muscle to to take the force that the pressure that the weight is putting on your arm and pull up that's what god does for us so he is enough in your situation because he he gives it's your connection to God that gives you the strength to maneuver the trouble. It is your strength in God that gives you the strength to withstand under the pressure of life. So God is enough because God is your strength and your capacity to deal and get through stuff is directly connected to God. If you feel yourself feeling pulled in, if you feel yourself feeling like I'm not going to be able to get through this, we got to check and ask that question. Is God really enough for me? Because maybe my strength meter is down because I've not been connecting with God in the way that I need to connect with him. Because if you're having problems and we're having problems under the weight of life, under the weight of the world, then Maybe we're misaligned with God, who is our strength. So he's your refuge. He's your safe place and he's your place of trust. And he's also your strength 
and helps you to be able to manage the pressures of life. The other thing that he is, is he is present. He is not only present, but he is a present help because people can be present and not be helpful. You can have things that are present because even in situations where we use something, some other um, thing to replace God and fill a void, that thing is there, but it's not really helpful. And if it is, it's just for a temporary fix. You go back to needing and the void opens up again. So God is our present help. That literally means God is found in the trouble. When I kind of grasped that, I was like, what do you mean God is found in the trouble? So you telling me that God causes the trouble? How could God be in trouble? God is good. There's no way that he could be in the trouble. How could he be um, found in times of trouble? Well, what that means, what that what what it says here, there is not that necessarily he caused the trouble. Let me put my ring back on for I need my ring holder. Not necessarily that he caused the trouble, but that he is in the trouble with you. He is in the midst of it with you that when things happen to you and when life becomes unmanageable, he doesn't abandon you. He steps in with you. And the good news about that is that it kind of helps you to see that maybe some of the reasons why trouble pops up in our lives is because we need a new experience with God. We need a new way of knowing how he helps us. We need a new way of interacting with him. It's, kind of, it's, it's, it's like when you're in a relationship and uh, you know, you've been with that person for a long time, you know, they say for married people that sometimes you have to, you know, you have to switch some things up and you have to be innovative and be, um, you know, uh, inventive in order to be able to keep the fire burning. And in this situation, sometimes I think trouble comes for us because we can get settled in to a way of doing a thing or settle into a way of seeing God that causes us to forget that he is enough and it causes us to not see him correctly. So the trouble comes to shake it up. The trouble comes to help, you know, let's do something a little different because I need to rekindle, need to rekindle and remember who I am. We need to rekindle and remember my power. We need to rekindle and remember why we came together and why you decided that you wanted to follow me and trust me. You got to remember why I love you. You got to remember why you love me. You got to remember why we in this. Why are you doing this? And sometimes trouble comes to shake you up when you get in a tight space and you don't know how you're going to get out and God comes in that space with you. If you ever been in a crowded elevator and you can't hardly move around because there are too many people in it. That's what I'm talking about. When you so tight, you can't move. And God says, I'm coming right in with you. And in that moment, then you begin to see things like his love. Then you begin to see things like his protection. Then you begin to see things like his peace. Then you begin to see things like 
he'll keep me in the midst of my storm because the elements and the thing and the tightness and the trouble around you creates an environment for intimacy. What? <clears throat> trouble creates an environment for intimacy? Yeah, 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 yeah. Tightness creates an environment for intimacy because it puts you in close quarters with God because he's in the midst of that. And so now, when you were looking at the TV to relax, now you look at God to relax because you realize, oh, okay, I'm in this trouble. It's a tight place. So now... I need to snuggle up with you and get in that place of trust, get in that, in, that, in that place of trust in my shelter so that I can have peace and so that I can be safe because the things that were giving me peace when I'm in trouble, they don't work. When I'm in trouble, they're not good enough because the, the verse doesn't just say that God is a present help. He says he's a very present help help that word very that is descriptive i think that it is an ad an uh, adverb and what that that very there means exceedingly above so what does that mean god's help is above any other kind of help that you can get another way to say it is god's help is well proven so when you're in trouble and you are looking to him it, it, it reminds you of the fact that, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Because this, this psalm, um, um, when it, it written, it was talking about the fact that, that the children of um, Israel, God's people, could be confident in the fact that they were safe and that they were protected because God's ability to protect and, and, and keep them safe and secure was well proven because he had gotten them through things in the past. He had gotten them through other situations. And so when you're in trouble and you're in that tight space, you can begin to rehearse and remember, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay, God, I remember you were there for me, you know, when um, I didn't know if I was going to graduate or not because my grades weren't where they needed to be. You came in and you helped me be able to study and you helped me to be able to um, pass and I was able to graduate. You were there for me, you know, when I was, when I was struggling with how am I going to make the house payment and you came in and you you helped me. You were there for me when I was about to commit suicide and I didn't think I was going to make it. You came in and I felt like there's no other way. But you came in my tight space and you protected me. You protected my mind. Your protection, your help is well proven. So when I'm in distress, it's well proven. When I'm backed in a corner, it's well proven. When I want to give up, it's well proven. And sometimes when we get in a place that we finally see that he's our refuge, when we finally see he's our strength, when we finally see that he's our, our very present help, we come to a place of gratitude and rest. Because uh, when, you're, when, when you're in a tight place and when things are tight and when you're in distress and things are, are coming at you and you don't know how you're going to make it, it can cause you 
to have not to not be restful. But when we realize that God is enough, even if I don't have enough money, even if I don't have what the other person has, even if I'm struggling, even if I don't know, you know, even if I'm uncomfortable in a situation and I don't see the movement, God is enough. He's enough. You don't have to look any further. You don't have to seek anything out. You don't have to, you don't have to try to become somebody you're not. You don't have to try to scheme. You don't have to try to figure out a way. You don't have to, you don't have to try to um, manipulate because God is enough in your trouble, in the midst with you to give you shelter, to be your place of trust and for you to rest in him. I was at a football game, I'm sorry, a basketball game when my son was in high school and he was playing basketball and there was this baby that was, I was sitting in the bleachers, the baby was behind me. Now the basketball game is going on. The people are cheering, they're screaming. There's all this chaos and disorder going on around this baby. The baby had to been about, she must've been about one or, uh, I, I guess maybe about a few months old. Old enough for the father to be able to have the baby's head in his hand and the rest of the baby's body on his arm. And do you know, I looked over at that baby and with all that chaos going on and screaming and hollering and basketballs jumping and running, that baby was fast asleep with the most peaceful expression on his face because he, that child was resting in her father's arms. He was her refuge, her place of trust. He was her strength. He carried her. In the midst of all of the turmoil, she was able to stand under the pressure because she was resting. She didn't have to do anything. He was the one that was exerting the effort to make sure she was good. He was helping her. He was there for her. And that is what God wants for us. He is enough. He's enough to hold you through the sadness. He's enough to hold you when you want to give up. He's enough to hold you until you reach the end of yourself. Because when God looks at you, he sees that little baby. And he sees this is my this is my child, my creation, whom I created. So, yes, he is enough. He is enough. He is enough. The question is, are you gonna are, are you gonna allow God to be enough? As you go through this week and 
if you get in a tight place, whatever that looks like for you, it could be Monday morning if you don't like your job. It could be walking in the house if you're having issues at home. You know, it could be getting in the car if your car is acting up. Whatever your tight space looks like, intentionally, one, thank God for his presence. Because if there's trouble there, then you know he's in the midst of it. And he's with you. And two, be intentional about stopping and resting just like that baby in the arms of your father and allow him to shelter you, keep you, and give you peace. And go through this week and you actively engage in activity in the activities of your life that are moving you forward while you are totally relying on God. That means you won't have any, try to not have anxiety, fear, depression, walk by faith, have less jealousy of what other people are doing and more acceptance because if you move forward and engage in the activities, but you do that while you're relying on God, then you don't have to do it in your own power you're able to do it in his strength because he is enough. Let him be enough. Let's pray. Father, we love you and we honor you. We adore you today and every day. Lord, we thank you that you are more than enough. And we ask that you would forgive us for the times when we have tried to replace you with other things that we thought we're good enough. We repent, God, and we say that you are all that we need. You are the author and the finisher of our faith, God. You are our everything. Father, touch somebody today. Save, save their souls, God. Save their life. Draw them nigh unto you today, Father, Lord, and allow us to walk and let this word be sealed in us so that we can go forward and live it out. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Maybe when you were listening to the message, something touched you and you said, I'm tired of fighting. I'm tired of, of toiling. I'm tired of, it's like, it's like being in, in, in a body of water and you can't swim and you go in and you just fight in the water, you fight in the water because you're trying to get out and, and the lifeguard is trying to save you. But you don't even realize that he's there trying to help you because you're so busy fighting and you're just tired. And so maybe you're at the place where you said, I'm just, I'm, I'm not gonna fight anymore. And I want God to come in and I wanna be like that baby and let him me and I want to make him the Lord of my life. If that is your position today and that's what you want to do, there's a number below and what you can text to that number is new life. New life. And we'll know, and we have a team of people waiting for you, a team of people to pray for you, a team of people to talk to you and about this new life that you are embarking upon. And maybe 
you have the new life already, but you're like, yeah, but I, I feel like I need to connect. I feel like this is the place, a place for me where I can really thrive and I can really see um, God move forward and transform me. If that is your testimony and that is what you want to do, then look at the number below. And this time you would text connect, connect, connect. And there's a team of people waiting for you. We, are ex we will be excited to have you. And we are excited about what God is doing in the lives of our people and his people. So, as we depart this week, I pray that you would have an excellent week. I declare that you are ambassadors for Christ, that you leave this place to seek and to save that which is lost, that you are above only and not beneath, that you are the lender and not the borrower. I declare that when you get off the elevator at work, people are looking for you because you are the solution to the problem at work. I declare that if you're a business owner, your business is, pros your business is prosperous and you are innovative and you are a trailblazer and people are coming your way. I declare that money comes to you, but not just money, but the ability and the wisdom to handle the money that comes your way. I declare that your life is impactful and that people will be changed because they've come in contact with you. I declare that God is enough for you in your single life, in your married life, in your whole life. And I pronounce over you the blessings of the Lord, wholeness, benefit, prosperity, and favor. May they be your portion both now and forever. Go in peace and the God of peace goes with you. I hope you guys have an awesome week. Bye.